For me, poetry has had psychological, spiritual, and political significance. Poetry has been a means of capturing or unpacking life experiences, creating worship and ritual elements, or articulating a political stance in a manner that may invite understanding rather than debate. Sometimes it's just wonder, awe, and praise. For instance, the year I lived in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, the fall color was astonishing, even to locals, prompting this. Postcard blue skies of October, trees turned into torches in the lowering light. This color can't be real. Must be a trick to fool southering eyes with primal Ozark splendor. Psychologically, um, I like the process known as narrative therapy. <clears throat> the basis of which is that we are all acting out a story. And that's true individually and it's true for nations. We are all acting out a story. And that one way of healing is to examine that story, see how it is or is not working for us, and change the narrative as appropriate. For a small example, my story could be that I have had cancer twice and live in fear of having it again. Or I can say, as I do, I'm a two-time cancer survivor, and cancer and I have said hello, and we have said goodbye. In fact, I did write a poem about it when I had my first bout at age 49, like my grandmother. I will not die at 54, like my grandmother. I will not die at 65 like my other grandmother. I will die at 86, like myself, or 106, like someone I have yet to meet. To me, poetry is closely related to dreams. Both deal in metaphor and symbol, and puns, and are many-layered. Our dreams can give us insights both into what the story is we're acting out and how we might change it for the better. The premise of dream workers like, uh, like my teacher, UU Minister Jeremy Taylor, is that dreams come from that not-yet-speech-ripe not yet speech ripe place that is deep within and where our wise one resides, where we are whole and unbroken, and that dreams come in the service of healing and wholeness. Poetry is one way of sinking a well into that deep, tapping it and bringing it up into speech. 
that image from my dream. Symbolic of what? Describing the image in a poem rather than prose maintains its symbolic nature, allowing for layers of meaning and for different perceptions to arise for those reading or hearing the poem. Similarly, one way of unpacking life experiences is to think of them as waking dreams. That episode that sticks in my memory like a thorn. If it were my dream, why would it be telling me? Let's try describing it a poem, uh, describing it in a poem to see what insights might emerge. Sometimes that can clarify the story. And sometimes meaning remains mysterious, even to the poet. This is one such poem from a dream image. Well, it was. Oh, here it is. Severed links. She opens Grandma's cedar chest, lifts out the baby doll, a stiff and chunky hand-me-down, its cotton smock-washed out to an elegantly gentle yet bitter green. The woman's hands, her back, her feet, her head, and heart are strong and dark as chicory coffee and novels. Wise in red clay ways, she snips the chains binding the dead baby. No light waits these clenched fists of iron prized open to pleading fingers. She abandons the severed links to her accomplice gravity, who receives them back with a satisfied clunk. Poets freeze the vapor of ideas into words that matter. Poets dance with words to thaw out thought into clear, reflecting pools. As a rational mystic born-again neo-pagan, uh, I have turned to poetry to articulate an earthy, spirited sense of the sacred. For example, the great spirit invocation that began our worship today, weaving imagery to evoke spring, summer, autumn, winter, and the corresponding elements of air, fire, water, and earth. As a feminist, I have turned to poetry to express a complex of emotions and ideology relating to issues of particular significance to women's personhood. For instance, the epidemic of wife-beating and wife-killing and even family annihilation we refer to as domestic violence. Safekeeping. She is a woman who has seen her death 
carefully she fits the key, pulls open the cold metal drawer. Oh, that life could be assured of such safekeeping. But a life can't fit into a drawer, can't be kept under lock and key for love nor money, but must be spent, must be spent. If my life is spent too soon by one who thinks he owns it, my death will speak, will name his hand. She places for safekeeping her witnesses, her battered face on film, his letters begging her return, her will. She renews her vow. You may yet take my death, but I will give you no more of my life. Carefully, she closes the drawer, locks it, carefully pockets the key. For her, there will be no safekeeping. She is a woman who will die by the hands of a man with whom she had shared her love. She is one of many, one of many, too many. Of course, poetry and music often combine in song, giving voice to insights, psychological, spiritual, and political, as we can see in our hymn book. One of those is from the 19th century hymn of the women's labor movement. Even then, decrying the injustice created by the gap between the owning class and the working class. One line says, No more the drudge and idler, ten that toil while one reposes, but a sharing of life's glories, bread and roses, bread and roses. May we all enjoy bread. Would you uh, would you join me in this hymn? Um, it's actually number three seventy nine in your hymn book, but it might be a little confusing because the music isn't right next to the words. But some of you may recognize the tune. Are you all going to help? <laughs> Follow along as you can. Ours be the poem of all tongues, all things of loveliness and worth, all hearts, all ages, and all songs. One life, one beauty on the earth. Ours be the poems of all tongues, all things of love. 
songs. One life, one beauty, on the earth. I walk along the edge of the world where sand, sea, and sky meet. Rhythms much older than human dancing in my soul. The sun sets. The full moon rises. I walk along the edge of the world where sand, sea, and sky meet. Rhythms much older than human dancing my soul. May we go from this place with music and poetry and the earth itself dancing our soul, yes, even in the face of terror, even in the face of the unthinkable, even in the face of not knowing what to do. Let our souls still dance Let it be a dance we do. Amen. Blessed be. Let me go marching.